0: you are listening to an irreverent media podcast go to irreverent.fm in your web browser to find more dope ass podcasts like this now on to the show gang and welcome back to another episode of a tiny revolution a podcast about ordinary folks living revolutionary lives I love you I hope that you're doing really well I think that this pride month has been so fun at least for me I've been doing Probably the most but also a little maybe too much but and if that's you good for you We need we need you know everything in moderation including moderation you know what I'm saying <laughs> Today on the podcast, I am super excited about welcoming the fabulous Sarah Cunningham. If you don't know who she is, she is the author, activist, and founder of the nonprofit organization Free Mom Hugs. Her journey is a surprising one that began in conservative Oklahoma when her son Parker came out as gay. As a woman of faith, Sarah wrestled with this news until she began to study and research for herself and reconcile these two seemingly disparate worlds. This journey resulted in her book, How We Sleep at Night. And she found herself on the journey from the church to the pride parade, falling in love with the queer community. And in the wake of this beautiful glitter covered hugs and heartbreaking horror stories, the mission of free mom hugs began simple acts of love and acceptance that turned into a viral sensation. And Sarah knew that she had an opportunity to lead impactful change. In this podcast conversation, we talk a lot about what took her from a conservative place of being very uncomfortable with her child to being absolutely uh fiercely loving of all queer children so if you're out there and you need a warm hug from a parent this might be the podcast for you today before we hop into the podcast just a quick little announcement my new book called what makes you bloom is available for pre-order now what Makes You Bloom is a guide for what the fuck do I do after I've deconstructed my faith or I'm deconstructing. After I've lost religion, after I've lost the church, after I've lost my practices, what the hell do I do? Um, this is the answer to that. I'm giving all of my my practices that I've been keeping these past 10 years really and sharing it with y'all. It is literally like a step-by-step guide on creating a living practice to connect with your divine self. So. Go to my website, thekevangarcia.com slash bloom, and you can pre-order it today. Um, and yes, there is going to be an audiobook. I don't have the details on that yet, but as soon as I do, I'll share that with you. But share it far and wide. That would be dope. Um, at minimum, make sure you get on my newsletter uh, so that you can be updated with more stuff about that. Okay, on to the show. This is my conversation with the fabulous mother of all, mother of the house of free mom hugs. It's Sarah Cunningham. rock and roll well uh hey everyone welcome to a tiny revolution podcast about ordinary folks living revolutionary lives i have on today the hbic of free mom hugs incorporated i don't know if you're in if it's free mom (laughs) free mom hugs inc um but please welcome to the stage the one and only the og herself sarah cunningham
1: thank you kevin (sighs) i've been fangirling you fangirling you since our very first q christian in fact, yeah. it the Gay Christian Network then, I believe. Mm-hmm. We first met. Yeah, it was. Yes. And I've just admired you for a long time from afar and all your many accomplishments. And and look, look at you now.
0: Well, bang. Thanks. I appreciate that. And what's funny is like, so that was um, like eight years ago was like my first conference ever. And I'm like, I keep thinking I'm like it has been less than a decade of just... You know, I had a couple of months of just getting to know myself and then I was like, you know, let's just hit the ground running. I met all these wonderful people and things just blossomed from there. I actually made um, a TikTok today about the first time I got a hug from one of the mama bears at that conference. So delightful memories. Um, But for people who don't know you or what free mom hugs or the mama bears, who the hell y'all are. Uh, start with, who are you? What's your deal? How do you introduce yourself?
1: Well, I would say, uh, start with, my name is Sarah Cunningham. I am married with two children, live in Oklahoma City, and I am the founder of Free Mom Hugs.
0: And what's Free Mom Hugs? Sounds, sounds like a sketchy cult trying to convert people.
1: <laughs> Free Mom Hugs is a nonprofit organization, uh, grassroots here in Oklahoma City, And it all started when uh, my youngest son came out Mm. and I didn't take the news very well. I behaved badly. I shamed him with the very best of intentions. I raised him and our family to believe that homosexuality is wrong and um, the ultimate of offenses. And so it was a journey that took us from the church to the pride parade without losing my faith or my child Mm. and uh, just seeing my son happy and healthy, living authentically and seeing others celebrate him when I didn't know if I should, could, or would because of my um, fear and ignorance. And then meeting this beautiful community and hearing their stories and um, hearing how they'd been alienated from their families, from their church homes. And so uh, at a Pride Festival in 2015, I made a homemade button that said Free Mom Hugs. And with anyone who made eye contact with me, I would offer them a free hug. And from that experience started the nonprofit Free Mom Hugs. And now we have Free Mom Hugs chapters uh, in in every state. Um, Mm. And uh, it's just been the highlight of, of my life and that of my family. And I couldn't imagine doing anything else but founding this beautiful nonprofit that allows people to do something. And um, I just, that's it in a nutshell. Our mission statement, yeah. which I love, if I may, is Please. that we empower the world to celebrate the LGBTQIA community through visibility, education, and conversation.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's exactly what we do.
0: And I think that's one of the things I've loved the most is, yeah, you're showing up to pride festivals and giving hugs. And that is like, you know, and all be all best thing that anyone could do for, for folks who are missing that. And like, I, I mean, I was, like I said, I was thinking about it earlier today and I didn't know that I needed that. No. Like when it happened, it was, I'm talking like from the moment I started like getting a hug, I was waterworks. I was tears because my mom was not able to, you know, support me. She couldn't support me at the time because of how she was raised and how she believed and how uncomfortable she still was. And, um, and it was, it was nice to have someone who said like, yeah, I used to think the exact same way your mom did, but you know, give her a little bit of time and maybe, and I did. And because of that patience, like, you know, I was, you know, I saw a b- all bunch of moms just being so dope. And I'm just like, okay, like, Nate, it is possible that a conservative mom can change her mind. that conservative dads can change their mind around this stuff.
1: It is. May I ask Kevin, how are things now?
0: Oh, much, way better, way better. Like, yeah, we've had, like, the conflict. And we've, you know, had, like, hey, I need you to show up for me conversations and, uh, and then of her own volition, she showed up to like the parent summit for, mm-hmm. for QCF. And I was like, okay, you know, you're starting to work on it a little bit that's and then, you know, it's not perfect, but you know, I haven't, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of her, you know? Good. And I think that's, 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 it's something I couldn't have imagined when I first came out. I was like this, I'm going to lose everything. I'm going mm-hmm. to lose everyone. So. Yeah. I'm happy that that's not the case. Thank and it, I think you. that's honestly because there are, you know, parents like y'all who are able to say, hey, I, I was there too. I was afraid too. So like yeah. when your child first came out to you and you said like, you know, I did all the wrong things. What was that conversation that moved you from being in a place of, uh, you know, a traditional stance mm-hmm. towards moving towards being inclusive?
1: There were two pivotal moments in, in our life as a family, in my life as a mother, and uh, beginning to not only just tolerate my son, but accept him and then to celebrate him. And I remember um, he took a stand as a gay man when he turned 21. You see, mm. before prior to that, I, I didn't allow the conversation. We just didn't talk about it. And I thought it was just a phase. Until he Hmm. met someone and he said, Mom, I met someone and I need you to be okay about it. And then I just went into my closet and I had to reexamine everything I believed. I went into a depression. I thought, you know, that my son was doomed for hell. It was just a devastating time in my life as a woman of faith and as a mother. um, Just very concerned about the salvation of my child. And so mm-hmm. I was it's no in,
0: small thing to burn forever, you know, Hell's hot.
1: <laughs> it's hot. De- it's, it's terrifying. It's, I was frozen in that fear. And I like your mother, I just, I needed someone to come alongside me and say, it's okay to search this matter out because when you do, when you do go to a Q Christian conference for parents or meet other parents with gay kids and find the reason to the free mom's meet, hug
0: conference, that's coming up in couple yes, months.
1: Yes. Um, then you, you get educated on the things like the history of human sexuality and science and evidence, and to hear stories from the community that convince me that homosexuality is not wrong, that it is a gift from God to be celebrated. So, but there were pivotal moments, too, that I could think of. One is I was in my bed, totally distraught over my son, you know, thinking the fact that he was going to go to hell and burn forever, is that uh, he came to my side and he said, mom, are you going to be okay? And I said, yeah, I just need to figure this out. And cause I was trying to reconcile my faith right. at that time. And he said, I understand, but I have sucked it up for 21 years being your kid. And I need you to suck it up now and be my mom. And that hmm. got me out of bed. And then the second pivotal moment between our, our relationship was he said, mom, I want you in every area of my life, but how much of that is going to be up to you? And it really did uh, put me in check. And then um, it was gradual. It wasn't an overnight thing by any means. But um, he allowed me the grace to ask really embarrassing questions. (laughs) And, you know, helped me just find the resources. And, of course, finding Liz Dyer's group, the the mama bears there, who just were a wellspring of support and the resources I needed, the faith-based resources I needed to understand Mm -hmm. my son better
0: yeah and it's okay to uh for any like queer kids who are listening uh to and you have a parent out there who needs to like go through the biblical case um because i know for the many queer folks it's just like i don't want to sit down talking about six verses and yada 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 and i don't want to have to do the education you don't and you shouldn't Mm -hmm. pass it off to somebody else but also just like you know i i think that I had to have that kind of like uh, confrontation Ooh. with my mother as well, where it was like, hey, I'm I'm a half of like, I remember I, it was Christmas time. I went home. I ha- basically had a panic attack at the Christmas dinner table because I could feel like the tension between my mother and my brother and me and my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and so I left a whole day early. I was like, I can't stay here. I'm, I'm freaking out. And I remember telling my mother, I'm just like, I need you to figure out how to show up for me. Mm. Otherwise, I don't know if I can show up here anymore. Mm. Uh, and that's a, like that was that was, that was the only way I knew how to put it. And then she did. And sometimes like it, it takes that moment of like bravery where you have to really spell it out and like you know, for you know, for lack of a better term, I, this is hurting me. Mm. The way that we're doing this is not workable anymore. Right. And I'm really glad I asked for what I wanted and needed in that moment because, you know, a lot of times, like, I think, I don't like to say every parent because, like, you know, parents, like, you know, range from, like, the super dope to, like, the absolutely awful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But um,
1: yeah.
0: I know I do not regret asking for what I want from my mother in that moment. Yeah. And I'm glad that you were receptive, too.
1: Thank you. I'm I'm glad I was, too, because I, I could have lost him forever, you know. But I I want to say there's a part in the Mama Bear documentary with Kimberly Shopley, and mm-hmm. she is t- talking about the relationship that she has with Kai, her very young transgender child, and uh, they've been advocates for a very long time. But she says sometimes loving someone is asking them, "What do you need from me? That you feel so that you'll feel loved."
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: I really that just really brought it home. And you you have to sometimes it's very plain. I need you to show
0: up. Right. There was another, um, I think there's something that you said that I've kind of echoed to my mother as well. Like my mom and I have had these conversations already. So just like, like we're not embarrassed. It's not like we're airing dirty laundry here. Right, right. But uh, when I was talking to her later on uh, about being non-binary and like the way that I dress um, and just not feeling comfortable being at home, um, and, you know, all the wrong things being said, again, there um, <clears throat> there was this moment where I think, I think I, I, I articulated it this way. It's like, I don't need you to understand in order to have compassion was the first mm-hmm. thing. And the other thing um, which you said was like, I needed to move into celebrating my child. I was like, mom, you gotta figure out why you are uncomfortable mm-hmm. with me. It's like, do you, and then, you know, do you realize that you treat me different than your other kids because I am different? And, like, that's a hard pill to swallow. That's a hard reality to be like, oh, my God. I'm judging my child based off of how they look mm-hmm. and how how the other people are perceiving oh, wow. them. And it's real interesting when you get really, like, bare bones with that. It's like, Ugh.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. That's the, That's the reality. That's the way... You know, I used to say these conversations are are hard, but they don't have to be difficult conversations. Yeah. They really don't have to be difficult mm-hmm. conversations.
0: Yeah. When you are first talking with a mom, like who's like fresh into, you know, the frying pan, if you will. Kid came out of the closet, they jumped into the frying pan. So, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they're afraid. Like where where do you start with them? Like Like trying to get them to say, hey, like, it's okay. Where do you start?
1: Yes, I would say that I start with, it's okay, you're not the first mom to hear those words, mom, I'm gay, and it's okay to search the matter out, and to point to them resources, whether it's other parents with gay kids, or um, in the written form, or movies, or I mean, there's so much information out there to mm-hmm. not have a better understanding. Yeah, especially
0: that, in the past you know, decade, there's been so much that's just been... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know us. where
1: to look when Parker was coming out. I had no. I went to Barnes and Noble, I think, and I looked for something. I went to the religious. A real
0: store. bookstore. Yeah, they had them back
1: in the day. Yeah, and so, but I didn't. I didn't know where to look. The the book that I found that was recommended to me was about a mom who had two children. One died in a horrible car accident, and the other came out as a lesbian. And this woman wrote as though it was easier to accept the death of a child than the. Uh, sexual orientation of a child that's not helpful at all
0: <laughs> doesn't at sound all. helpful no but
1: now there's so many wonderful healthy uh faith-based um information out there now that no matter where you stand really the only choice is to remain in fear and ignorance of it there's no reason to... well i know i've been there i done that <laughs> well
0: that's, that's the thing is like oof. I, was, the only choice is like to remain ignorant. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like, I often, I'm like, I want to look at like some folks. I'm just like, you read the good book, right? You believe it's the word of God. And what does it say? Perfect love is driving out all fear, but you yeah. are terrified right now. Yeah. And you're acting this way out of fear. Isn't that interesting? It's fear. And not to judge it, but it. just to say, do you see? Do it's you see that?
1: to see when you're smack dab in the middle of it.
0: Mm. Um,
1: but they're real. once you're outside of that, once you're able to move past that point, you can look back and say, oh, my God,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: damage that's been done out of fear and ignorance. And I know very well, Kevin, the power of fear and ignorance and the power of love and education.
0: And uh-huh. Liz Dyer
1: talks about the fruit. This is the fruit. And if whatever we're doing, if that's causing shame condemnation to someone that's bad fruit that's mm-hmm. out, that's bad fruit and the good fruit is lifting up building up feeding nourishing all the wonderful things that come from right love yeah and you're able to see it but not when you're in the middle of it it's really hard to see
0: yeah it's i th- i think it's like a a built-in fear response that we get we learn as like evangelicals that if you're outside the will of god
2: mm-hmm.
0: it, it and then again like we all it's like you could die at any moment you could die at any moment And i'm just like what a horrible thought to continually carry around with you at all times that i better make sure that i'm right with this warden who's apparently watching me at all times but it's like so, like you said the go ahead
1: so bizarre to think about what I mean, like I wrote a book and I have a section called what's in my head and it's everything. It's how I walk. It's like I was clinging to my faith, but it was killing me all Ooh. of the, it was like a a cancer that was growing inside of me. And I couldn't, I was just frozen. And so when I think about, I almost put that chapter in, I took it out, I put it in and I thought, how can I leave out the very thing that was killing me and the very thing that was, that I could reconcile with is reconciling my faith that love casts out all fear love lifts up um, you know let each man be determined in their own mind things like this those things all that to say when I think about the uh, the audacity Hmm. and the absurdity of what I believed and the fear based misinterpretation misused misunderstood it just makes me really sick to my stomach sometimes. And I still yeah. am a woman of faith, but I experience God greater than I ever thought possible. Mm-hmm. I do believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe on, in the fellowship of believers. I believe, I even believe in scripture, but it's all from a different lens now of mm-hmm. love and humanity and the essence of humanity. And I've only been able to see that by meeting the beautiful lgbtq community as a beautiful Mm -hmm. expression of humanity and it's a beautiful thing it really, you really are a gift to this world you really are Mm
0: -hmm. i think that listen get some emotions if you need them because like that's yeah i think the what is so i was also talking about this today i was like the people who are unable to accept queer folks for one reason or another, I feel so sad for them. Like now I'm having emotions because I understand that they, they don't understand how free they are to love, not only the person in front of them, but free to love themselves. Like it's, it's like you are seeing somebody else, doing something that you've been told your entire life is bad and you're seeing them experiencing freedom and it is enraging. And so rather than saying, why does this make me so angry? You know, that this person is experiencing joy. It's because I'm jealous. It's because I'm jealous that I can't experience that. And now granted, that is layers and layers of psychological layers below the surface for them. But that is where I move from anger into pity for all of these mm. poor suckers, because I'm just like, you really don't know, and I do. And like, you know, too, Sarah. Yeah. Like, we know the joy of of loving somebody for who they are and being loved for who we are. It is like, I mean, that's heaven on earth. <laughs> that's salvation. That is literally that's... like, you know, being forgiven of our sins. I
1: couldn't agree more. Listen. I used to be rapture ready. Like, anytime the headlines came, and said, Lord, how long, Lord, how long, right?
0: How long are you going to leave us down in the shithole? I've been telling people recently, I'm just like, I do not believe in the rapture, but I've never wanted one so badly. In recent months, I'm like, God, I'm ready. Take me. Get me
1: (laughs) I know. But you talk about pivotal moments. I remember Mm -hmm. standing at my very first Pride Festival with Parker. It was my first real interaction with the gay community intentionally.
0: Mm. We're standing at the throw throw herself in the waters.
1: Yes. And even then I was kind of on the fence. I didn't understand Pride and the Festival and the Rainbow. I didn't understand, you know, I could I wrote in my book that I could have Googled that. I could've Googled Pride and checked out the history of Harvey Milk and
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, William Baker and the flag, but I wanted I wanted to see God there. I wanted mm-hmm. to see God's favor there, that day, that moment. And so I went to the Pride Parade looking for the Lord. Come on. And so I'm standing, and it's like we're right across the street from a goodwill store, and I look to the heavens. And I have a flashback of a woman, a very dear friend of mine, uh, praying over me at a restaurant. She, you know, she, you know how you used to pray with your hand, like pray over. Oh me. yeah. Like we'd be sitting across the table, say, "Lord, please allow Sarah just to, you know, go in there and change, you know." Change hearts
0: and minds for the kingdom.
1: I know. At that time, I thought, "Oh, we're gonna have Bible study in the middle of 39th Street, you know, in the gay mm. district." Oh my gosh. And at that moment, at that pride festival, I about fell to my knees hmm. and I looked to the heavens and I said, God, thank you that I am the one changed. And, ever, and mm-hmm. I looked around and I saw such diversity and love and inclusion. And I will never forget that that I thought, this is this is the rapture. This is when hmm. everybody gets it. There was. So much love in that day. And I felt that we just had Pride Festival here and mm-hmm. Free Mom Hugs marched in the Pride Festival. And it's like you come over that hill and you see the sea of color and beautiful people of all makes and models and mm-hmm. expressions from young and old. And I just weep. I cry out tears when I think this is beautiful. And I want everyone mm-hmm. to experience that. Yeah. I mean, even listen. Even with the leather community, stuff like that, the furries, I I don't assume anything, and it doesn't it doesn't it's not offensive to me. It's a mm-hmm. beautiful expression of sexuality right. that is just the essence of humanity. There's yeah, it's not offensive at all.
0: And again, like the thing is, like I, we do not need to uh, understand to be compassionate no. because that person over there in like in their leathers in their outfit. Yeah. With their with their pup mask on, they yep. need a fucking hug too. They did,
1: and we gave it. <laughs> we gave them. I don't have to understand it, but I still, they're still a part of even like you know this. You know what? Sometimes when people say, "I don't care who you sleep <laughs> with," you know, even that sounds kind of crass to me. It's like
2: yeah, even it's that also like... sounds
1: kind of like a judgment. You know, it's like it <clears throat> or when people used to compare homosexuality to gluttony
0: or murder yeah just it's like it's redu- it's reducing it to just to a sex act and just yeah, I don't because it's more it's more than just like
1: so, much more.
0: so yeah. much more and that's what is so wonderful too is like when you investigate even very slightly below the surface and by that I mean when you become friends with queer people mm-hmm. when they become part of your network and your actual community, a, your life just becomes so much more fun just because I'm just convinced that True. there's a lot less shame. There's a lot less like pretense. Like it's, I mean, I'm not saying like the queer community is like per, like the perfect social like club. <laughs> um, And also I don't experience any judgment for not keeping up with whatever, yeah. like I did at church or I did in other places. Not saying, you know, hashtag not all churches, I know. Yeah, I
1: understand um but you know it
0: is go ahead
1: well I thought not what I like about it as well is that back in the in my church days everybody looked like me sounded talked like me we were all the same and now that I'm in in this arena of this you know community there's nobody looks the same you know Mm -hmm. everyone is different and you know I was in my 40s before I learned the difference of Gender identity and sexual orientation in my 40s, Kevin, because that's how duped I was. That's how, you know, prude and sheltered life that I lived. And now I see the gender identity, mm. sexual orientation, and the diversity of it all. It's like a whole, whole other world out there. And you said it earlier. It's like you just want everyone to experience this mm-hmm. love, this um, dynamic in the world around us. Yeah. And it's sad that we're in the state that we're in. Yeah. Such polarized.
0: Yeah, the way that our state governments are working overtime to make shit terrible. <laughs> and not e- and the thing is it's not even it's not even like a an actual like fear of for the lives or the safety of children. It's not out of a sense of actual moral certitude that they're doing, Well, it is moral certitude that they're doing this out of, but it's like, when you just like hold up data to them, they don't care. And that's, what's so sad and where I, I think like having someone that, you know, like gladly enough, who looks like you, who's who I can say, Hey mom or dad or uncle aunt, like to be able to like appeal to people outside, like, beyond their fear that's the thing that like, I, 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 wonder like, what's, how do I talk to that person who is so yeah. wrapped up in the, in the game and in, in the foolishness that they've wrapped us up in?
1: Yeah. yo, know, I think I have a theory and it's taken me some time and I, I think I'm onto something, but I used to, when free mom hugs first started, I thought that we would be the bridge between the church and the gay community. I thought that we mm. would be that bridge to reconcile, mm. uh, build that bridge. And I tried, I tried a lot of different projects. I had a project I called Together at the Table and that's where I had um, you know, a night set aside where I would prepare a meal and make a table and invite my straight friends with my gay friends and have a meal and hopefully have a dialogue and I would have resources there. The problem is I couldn't get any of my straight friends uh, from that time in my life to the table with Hmm. my gay friends. And it was so disheartening and uh, it was just a constant battle. So I quit that. It wasn't working. And so as free mom hugs, we started pouring into the community and their families. And that was fruitful. That that was much more successful in the ways of uh, families having authentic relationships with their children. Mm -hmm. So, I've gotten past the point of even thinking in the, polit- in the political um, culture that we're in now, yes, voting is the key. But uh-huh. rather than trying to get to our representatives who won't even meet with you or accept, you know respond to your emails or get on the phone with you, it's just uh, frustrating, beyond belief. So you focus on to making every household affirming, what can we do for uh-huh. into the community? What can we do to pour into the, the family, their families, your family, my mm-hmm. family, to affect the world around us? Work from the, I don't wanna say the bottom up, but those in authority who are making mm-hmm. their lives miserable right now. they are not gonna listen to me. They're not gonna listen to you. Mm-hmm. And
0: so- The what's... only thing they will listen to is the money, money. and the vote. And mm-hmm. so in order to do that, like to organize the vote, like it, like one has to create affirming houses, affirming families who, you know, unfortunately, the GOP, they fucking vote, mate. (laughs) They know how...
1: They have money, and it's the same, if we're talking about organizations, I don't know if you want to cut this out or not, but the Moms of Liberty, Moms Mm -hmm. for America, Moms for Liberty, they're organized, and they have money, and they Mm -hmm. have a message.
0: Yeah, which is, your kids are in danger. Yeah. And so, and then our message, you know... We got is,
1: organized. We need money. And I'm not talking about just free mom hunts but just mm-hmm. uh, so that's where it needs to come from is to change. The people mm-hmm. uh, need to continue to what can we do?
0: Right. And I think that's unfortunately becoming a very clear and present thing. Like I, I live in Atlanta and our city council, despite 17 hours of public comment against Cop City, funded it from an on an 11 to four vote. And we're just like, it's like, it's like y'all like it's just a really, y'all really don't care. And so the, the thing I'm thinking, cause like I go in these spaces and I'll serve as chaplain. I'm like, again, like my question is like, okay, so who, how do we take care of ourselves in the meantime? How do we, how do we do this from here? Mm-hmm. Because the government, it's, it's one of those things. I'm like, it's not the government's job to love your child you know it's not the government's job to to stand up for what's right it's the government's at least in this iteration of the government it's there to serve a corporate interest until we change who's in office mm-hmm. and so what do we have to do? love ourselves through it, mm-hmm. organize figure out who who's in charge and who we can get into office to help us right. but like right. It's that little, po- like, it's the small conversations that we have with people in our life that begin to shift major populations. Like, I, I am responsible for me. I feel responsible for my family. I'm the one who has to talk to them about these things. About like, hey, y'all live in Tennessee. Do you know who your district person is? Do you yeah. know your your laws, et cetera, et cetera. But it's it's one of those. I, I know that we're tired. But guess what? Um. W- <laughs> <laughs> We're out of time. Take a nap. I know. Take a nap, and then let's keep going.
1: Yeah, I we had a recent had a pride and a beautiful uh, pillar in the community uh, drag queen. They said to me, Sarah, I'm tired, but we can't afford to take a nap. We can't afford to rest. Mm-hmm.
2: That's what they
1: said to me. But I, it's, you reminded me of something like it's going to take just a tiny revol- revolution where the allies, the members of the community we need to let your families know where you stand. And the good news is Kevin, is that people are having to have conversations now, mm-hmm. just like when Westboro was at its height, people are having to talk about the issue and where they stand on it. So mm-hmm. in that sense, if you want to look at it that way, but it's t- conversations like you're having with your guests, the platform that you're using, uh, the conference coming up with free mom hugs, the theme is love revolution. But mm-hmm. You know, people say, "Well, is it going to be a faith conference?" You know, like Q Christian or, or the uh, turn. Uh, what is that? T N. Uh, what's T N. Turner. What is
0: it? Oh, um, the Reformation Project.
1: The Evangelical Network. Oh, and and um, oh my gosh, what is wrong with my head, Matthew? Lyons. Reformation Project. Thank you. Okay. Reformation Project. Um, no, we. This is. Uh, more on the side of allies. How to build allies? We're going to have panels talk about school boards and political uh, ways to get involved politically with the human rights campaign. We got Brian Bond with PFLAG, Flag, uh, Liz Dyer, Kathy Baldock, and but we can't get away from what the elephant of the room, is, elephant in the room is. What got us into this mess in the beginning? Hmm. It's the evangelical, mainstream, conservative southern baptist doctrine type Mm -hmm. that's got us into this mess so we have to we have to address that and we will but it's Mm -hmm. about equipping the community equipping their parents to go back to where they live and changing the world around them yeah i'm just so excited about and you'd
0: be like like i think everybody if you're a parent out there or if you have a parent uh y'all need to be at this conference. Like y'all need to get out there because there is just something about your parent being able to meet a peer and not just like ask you as the queer kid all the questions. Mm-hmm. And there's something about a parent who finally has the tools to stand up and love their child in public yes. that can change the world because you get one like once a parent, I' like I've like I've seen, so many people and so many mothers who like come like they just blossom because not only are they learning how free they are to love it's about like it's stepping into your own power it's stepping into your role as like a role as parent in this life in a Mm new in 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 like a new way it's it's stepping into the gap because you realize finally every child is your child Yes. every single child out there is your child and there is a constituency of the government who wants to limit the the life your child can have
1: mm, yes
0: and yes. my god like like who wouldn't get mad as hell as that who wouldn't want yeah We're
1: accountable to what we know and as we know that's what what happened in in the life of myself you just hear the stories you learn about laws that are affecting your family. And you're accountable to those things. And mm-hmm. how can you not be when you realize that my straight son has more rights than my gay son, mm. that in 29 states, you and my son could be denied housing, health care, even thrown out of a public space of because of how you identify. We're accountable to those things. But the good news is, mm. too, 70% of America's, the ACLU just came out with a study that 71% Percent of Americans are in favor of diversity and inclusion Mhm there's I don't know what the percentage is, but are not even aware that there's an issue. Hello, about marriage equality, what more is there? They have no idea they don't know someone who's trans or they don't love some you know not yet. I'm sure they know someone, but maybe maybe not aware mm-hmm. of it, but right, you know what I'm saying it's yeah
0: it's it's what it's the. Paradox of we've come so far and oh my God, we have so much, <laughs> we have so, much to, so much, more to go. And that's what I'm, what, I, yeah. go ahead.
1: Well, I was like, what gives you hope? Like,
0: I was literally about to ask you this uh, same
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, you give me hope. Um, oh. Just seeing that you're still here. You're still using your platform to educate and to bring awareness. That gives mm. me hope. Going to Pride this last weekend, if mm-hmm. that was like the shot in the arm. I think we all needed to say, "Hey, we're yeah. still here. We're still here." Yeah.
0: I think what gives me hope. I um, I'm on the board for Affirming Youth Ministries, which is an online queer affirming youth group, okay. which like does you know basically just creates a queer space for queer youth of faith to have exploration and time to have both, which mm. I never got to have. And so it's, I love going to those spaces because they are so interested in like weirdo spiritual things like I am and they're not jaded. They're open to the possibility that love is a beautiful, fluid thing that they can experience. And there's less, I feel like there's like, you know, there's less damage to undo. I don't have to convince you as much that God loves you, you know, <laughs> in a way. Um yeah. I think the other thing that gives me hope is, um, the way that I think I've seen like the Atlanta queer scene organize around stop cop city and the way we just organize our lives in general, it's, I went to a dance party on Sunday. Um, it's from five to 10 because like old people like me and can't have to get in bed (laughs) on a decent time. So it was just a cute little day party and I loved like, I went out and I was wearing like a pink, a pink fishnet, like not even a real dress. It was an excuse of a piece of fabric <laughs> and I loved it, but it gave me such, I was having such a good time because everyone around me was dressed in all these different extravagant ways. And I was just like, I would have never done this eight years ago. I would have never dreamt that on Sunday that I wouldn't be at church, but instead I'd be somewhere else dancing. Yeah. I and
1: love that
0: picture. Yeah. That's I'm empowering. A st- Say again?
1: That's empowering.
0: Mm-hmm. And I I want that for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too.
2: We have
0: the... Um, Let's... Uh, I always like to wrap up time with people by asking the same five questions. So, oh. Sarah Cunningham, are you ready to answer just one thing five times?
1: Just one thing five times. Okay.
0: All right. What is one thing about your life... What is one thing about you that you like?
1: One thing about me that I like that I'm, I'm spontaneous.
0: Mm. What's one thing that you're very proud of?
1: My son, mm. my family.
0: <laughs> That's two things. Get out. It's part of the same unit. It's fine. Um, what's one thing that is like a pet peeve or this really pisses you off?
1: People that brush their hair in my car.
0: <gasps> that sounds like a problem. You have that a lot, apparently.
1: <laughs> well, I have some wonderful friends with long hair. and Well, they don't do it anymore, but they used to brush their hair in my car. And it would bother me.
0: No way, man. That's a sin. <laughs> That's a, unforgivable. <laughs> Being gay, fine. Brush, brush your hair my in my public. car.
1: Like, when you have long hair and you brush your hair in public, it just bothers Like, at a restaurant or theater, it bothers me.
0: Do that at home. That is like, this, you know, do that in your own car do your like, anyways, uh, <laughs> what is, um? what's one thing you're committed to?
1: I am committed to the things that I'm accountable.
0: Mm. That's called integrity. Everybody just. In-
1: I'm committed to integrity.
0: <laughs> uh, some people get like really like touchy about that word because of like their trauma in their past. I love the word integrity. Um,
1: Integrity. I think
0: it's like, uh, oh, account, uh, forget accountability. I love integrity.
1: Oh, yeah. See, uh, accountability would be a trigger word for me.
0: hmm Yeah. Because like, it was always just like, you got to stay accountable to these things oh, and these okay. people. And like, it's always two other people. But if I'm in, if I'm thinking about integrity, it's just like, am I going to do what I say I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. And that's just so much easier. Am I living the way that I say I, you know, do my beliefs and my actions in my life say the same thing? Yeah, that's it.
1: I like that. I like that.
0: Last one. What's one thing you want to do before you die?
1: Walk across America. Oh, cool! Like just a trek. Yeah, like Forrest Gump.
0: Yo, that's gonna be sweet. I With I'm people. doing.
1: You know, like ha- invite people to come along. Like maybe Capital, Capital, or or. Yo,
0: the free mom hugs sojourn.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm writing that down.
0: Write it down.
1: I hope I we'll love
0: listen. I love coming up with branding stuff. It's like my favorite thing. Have you I'm working an
1: Enneagram?
0: On... Yes, I'm an Enneagram eight with a seven wing.
1: I'm a seven. Yes. I, so think, fun. I don't know what my wing is, but I'm a seven.
0: Listen, I I think that we are the best party planners. For i sure. love to
1: brainstorm i love to brainstorm
2: mm.
0: well you and me to... we'll we'll have a creative session you and me we'll come up with some cool stuff
1: walking across america yeah that's what we're gonna do i gotta Hardy. get in shape though kevin
0: oh listen There's... you're in the perfect shape to walk because people walk all the time
1: <laughs> I have a lot of reserve <laughs>
0: Exactly, like listen, like you got fuel for the journey. That's what I say, I'm just like, you know, when I when I get ready to go hike the Camino, you bet your ass I'm just gonna gain, I'm gonna do some big gains. I'm gonna get like 20 pounds and then I'm gonna go walk 800 kilometers and I'm gonna be good because I'm-
1: <laughs> I, li- <laughs> I like it the way you think.
0: Yeah, it's like it's gotta, gotta load up because like that's gonna be gone in a minute, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, those are great
1: um, questions. Thank you.
0: I'm glad. Um, how can people find you, connect with you, um, and how can they connect with Free Mom Hugs? And how can they register for the Free Mom Hugs conference?
1: I'm so glad that you asked. Go to freemomhugs.org, and there's a link that says Conference 2023. And you just click on that link, and you can register. And it has all the information about the conference going to be here in Oklahoma City, the birthplace of Free Mom Hugs. In my hometown, and I'm just thrilled about it, and I can't wait to share with our attendees all that we've been planning. And I hope you can do too, Kevin. You need to plan a road trip to come out here. I
0: think that'd be fun. I've got some yeah. friends out in Oklahoma City, too, and also some mm-hmm. friends out in Tulsa, so it's like... Oh,
1: I love Tulsa. Tulsa has a great mm-hmm. equality center out there. You a new an center.
0: We need to go on have... tour.
1: When are you going on tour?
0: I'm trying to, to get my life together. I made some... Let's say not great business investments at the top of the year, that are. I <laughs> did you so buy no, a
1: moped?
0: No, 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 no. I, I <laughs> you know, I got su- I got sucked into one of those like coaches who were like, I can give you, make you make ten thousand billion dollars, and, and I was like, okay, if, if this is true, I can invest this much. No, girl, no, you can't.
1: Oh, No, I'm so sorry. You know. Remember, do I need to call them and? give him No, a no. Call it was one of
0: those things where it's like, uh, I can, I can. You know, we talk about this different sorry. time off, the, off the record. Anyways, okay. thank you for being on the show. You're okay. amazing. Well,
1: <laughs> but we'll
0: you. go on to listen when I do go on tour. You're going to be my guest on the on the spot.
1: Well, we're going to have come here and we'll introduce you to our followers.
0: Like Party, let's do it. Okay. that was my conversation with Sarah Cunningham you can find out all about free mom hugs at freemomhugs.org you can also check out their conference which is coming up very very soon you can go to freemomhugs.org I think slash conference but if you go to freemomhugs.org you'll find all their stuff thank you so much Sarah for coming hanging out with me I can't wait to see you again we're gonna have so much fun when we finally connect again I adore you. I think you're swell. I think you're sweet. And I can't wait. Um, That's it this week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to A Tiny Revolution. I want to say a special thank you as per usual to my friends who support the work monthly on Patreon. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's the easiest way to support the creatives in your life that are making the content that matters. So for me, if you like this podcast, if you like any of my content that I make on Instagram, you can support this by going to patreon.com slash Garcia and joining up. There's free merch that you get as a part of this. Every single quarter that you give, you get like a membership card, a free shirt, a print. There's just, it's so good. So go check it out. It's at patreon.com slash Garcia At minimum, if you wouldn't mind please leave me a rating and review both on apple uh apple podcasts and on itunes that would be so swell um my first book bad theology kills is available at bad theology kills.com and i think that's it so till next time take your meds girl shake your ass eat something delicious smooth your body in a way that feels good call somebody and tell them happy pride and um remember you're so loved i love you i love you i love you i can't wait to see you next week Bye.